I need some help. I know I'm beyond help, but I still need it. Okay, here's what, what I need. What? what I need is I can't remember. I need this for when we talk about shirts a little bit later. I okay. need to have the name, that gigantic hypo that I had when I was di- diagnosed with ke- uh, prostate cancer. Was that called Upron shot or injection? Lou, 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 as in Lou Alcindor. Lupron. Oh, Lupron. Okay, okay, because I, I needed to know that. Hey, you're here. It's the Bro Show. It's such oh a pleasure gosh. to be here. Not you. I was talking <laughs> to the audience. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, they, I'm glad they're here, too. Yeah, we're bros. My, my name is Jerry. And my name is John. We're real brothers, not that other kind real of deal. brothers. Mm-hmm. Real deal, yeah. Same mom, same dad. This is uh, season 14. It's episode 19. So needless to say, we've done a lot of shows, and we're looking forward to doing a lot more, and we're really looking forward to doing today's show. Hey, hey, do you, you have a you yeah. have a T-shirt on? You have a T-shirt? I do. On? It is the second T-shirt we made, the Technicolor oh, yeah. Fist Bump. Technicolor Fist Bump. Yeah. I have got my uh, my season of the Meerkat T-shirt on. I don't know if you remember, but this T-shirt you provided me great, graciously with. Uh, but you made one a little air. You gave me a small rather than a medium. But I said I can I can, I can hang. I with can it. do it. I, I can, can do it. So I can hang it on my chair. We know how you roll. Oh come on! No 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 we, way, Jose. We've I, seen a live show. We've seen the live show, show, but today I decided this is an exception to the rule that I'm actually wearing this T-shirt because I said, you know what? This is one. I got to make sure it still works and works for me. So it's a little snug. Hey, sponsor. All good. Sponsor Sponsor? we do have. Our sponsor is the Animal Legal Defense Fund. And this 501c3 nonprofit organization's mission is to protect the lives and advance the interest of animals through the legal system. And how do they do this? They do Good this question. by filing high impact lawsuits, protect those critters from harm, provide free legal advice to other prosecutors, and support ten of uh, and they train prosecutors and they also support tough animal legislation. Okay, dude. So that's, hey. that's our sponsor. We now have what we have. We have our animal story. There's a, a uh, video that's put out by a wonderful lady. Her name is Lorelai Carlson. We listened to these tips that she gave and felt it was important that we kind of continue on and make sure that these rabbits are living in the best of conditions. Some of the things you don't want to do is you don't want to leave your rabbit kind of just solely in the cage saying, oh, hope you're having a good day and see you tomorrow. Nah, you don't want to do that. Mm-mm, you don't no. want to ignore your rabbit. You want to rec- <clears throat> you want to make sure you, the affection is given to him. You don't want to segregate your rabbit. In other words, uh, keep him in a solitary confinement and put him in the nope. cage inside your home. So nope. that's all good stuff. But I think what's important about this is then you have the inclination to say, now, what can I do to get this wonderful animal out and about, make it interact with not only myself, but the rest of the world? And sure enough, we run into this other suggestion, she says, is don't use a collar on your rabbit, which begs the mm-hmm. question, is, can, do you, you, use? can you, what do you use in addition to the fact 
can you, if this is anti-intuitive, because it kind of leads you to believe, well, I can't take my rabbit out. I can't strut with it my does. rabbit out on the sidewalk. <laughs> Wait, but you're going to strut with your rabbit? <laughs> well, hippity hop with okay. it, I guess. That's better. So That's better. <laughs> it, it let me think, well, you know what? You basically, can you walk with a rabbit out on the street? In other words, maybe, you know, hmm. in your yard, whatever. You put a leash and a, a collar on it, and the answer is no. But what can no. you put on the rabbit instead? You can put. Is that a question for oh, me? Is that, a, that is a question for you. What do you think you could do? What, what harness? Kind of I think you could put a harness to distrib distribute the force that is exerted on the rabbit. If it's just on his neck, you're going to break his neck. If you spread it out exactly. throughout his whole body, then it's not going to be as bad. And you know, John, if it was me, I don't. I think I'd have a stretchy uh, leash or something so exactly. that you know, it's not so hard. Right, because that right? You, that's exactly right. Because what's going to happen? is when you go out with a rabbit, you need to make sure that, uh, you know, there is no sudden movements and that uh, the, 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 the stretchy, uh, like a bungee cord would work out very well. But okay. here's a couple of things we need to just real quick that I consider. In other words, when you, you need to understand that first you need to have a trust, get, get the trust of the rabbit and you don't just jump and say, Hey, by the way, now I own you. Now we're going to get out and about on the street. No way. The other thing is you need to be aware that that uh, when you do this, uh, that they're not a dog and therefore they, 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 you're not going to walk with you. You're going to walk. The rabbit's going to basically kind of lead you around and That's make right. sure that they get attached, that they get accustomed to this before you go mm -hmm. out. So you need to practice inside first. And I'll tell yeah. you, you're going to find out that through all this stuff, you when the bottom line is some rabbits just are not going to want to be put on the leash and the harness. And I'm sorry about that. And mm. you can try as much as you can, but that might not work. And yeah. Um, yeah. so as a result, you should make sure that, uh, that when you do this, though, that you do not put the animal in harm's way and be careful, you know, that, well, of where you walk. So that's, those mm. are, and by the way, you know, when you met the litmus test, like this is when? all working for you. When, when you see, the rabbit do a couple of binkies. <laughs> the binkies again with the binkies. Yeah, but, you know that is that's a whole thing that Lorelai is an expert on how to understand uh, when your rabbit is happy and when your rabbit is sad. Okay, all good. All right, it's time for the word, John. You know, this is a word that you came up with, and it's HRT, which is an acronym for hormone replacement therapy and maybe you can run us through some of the deets as it relates to this this word which will become very important in our two takes yes uh hormone replacement is just what it sounds like replacing one set of hormones for another or your hormones have become depleted and you're replacing them so Got there's it. two things that can happen here so this could be uh ladies who uh do no fault of their own maybe they've had a hysterectomy or maybe they're in menopause and they want to supplement the amount of estrogen that's in their system, and they undergo hormone replacement therapy. And it means usually wearing patches. That's the way most people do it these days. They used to do it with pills, but the pills are bad. They're very hard on your liver. And also, you have to show no history of breast or uh, cervical cancer and stuff like that. So uh, hormone replacement therapy for, for ladies is, is closely watched and regulated, but it is effective. For, for many situations. Now there's also uh, male uh, hormone replacement, which is usually called androgen uh, replacement therapy, but it's hormone, it's a hormone, 
So in other words, you, you get your uh, testosterone supplemented. This can be for men with low testosterone due to age, or it can, it can be for somebody who doesn't produce any uh, androgen. That could be trans people, or that could be people just with low testosterone, men. Wow. So the, yeah, so there's, there's lots of options. And then there are men who actually get estrogen as their replacement uh, hormone. And we're going to talk right. about that today. This yeah. is probably not what most people are thinking right now. They're probably thinking, well, they're you know talk what? about trans people. Oh, no. No, we're, we're going to have to talk oh. about cancer. We realized that when we did our show a couple weeks ago, the live show, that we had as our two takes a discussion of prostate cancer. But when we did that, we did sort of like what I would call the, the, the very general terminology. We did the basic stuff. Uh, what you need to do is get your, go to the doctor, get your test, uh, this and that, whatever. But we've really never yeah. got into some of the details, which are important. And that's, I think, what we want to do today. And you've got to, we've got to soft to a good start by explaining some of the basics. And then what we can do is talk as that relates to exactly some of your situation yeah. and how that is very, it, it, it's very typical at the beginning, but it all of a sudden becomes a very interesting uh, dynamic uh sort of turn in the road the cur- you, you had a decision to make the two forks in the road you took one yeah i took one and here you, yeah. and you're here and you can talk about it so <laughs> yeah like, that's that's the plus <laughs> side i'm here and i can talk about it <laughs> so okay. i think it you know why don't you give us a little bit as it relates to what you've discussed because when they when you use the word uh you know the the description of of the therapy that happens with with the male. It's actually a misnomer because you're not replacing it when you have a cancer treatment. And maybe you can go through no. how that works with the the typical uh, exercise that that the yeah. person with the man has with prostate cancer. Yeah. So let, let's talk about this. First of all, it's a big deal. Uh, one in nine men in their lifetimes, and this is throughout the world. One in nine men will get prostate cancer. You say, oh, well, that's that's a little more than 10%. That's not too bad. Uh, wait a minute. No, <laughs> there's the thing. You don't get prostate cancer unless you're usually above 55. Right. Uh, that, yeah. So by the time people get prostate cancer, a lot of men are now no longer with us. So the, num- so the number really of, jumps up. Yeah. Yeah. So it goes from one in nine to about, you know, one in four. So if you're of an advanced age and you're a man, your chances of getting this are high. And as John said in our live show, if your brothers, uh, any one of your brother has already had it, the chances of you getting it are very high. Uh, and now they have ways of looking at your chromosomes and figuring out how prone you are to getting it and the type of prostate cancer you're prone to have, whether it's simple, you know, or aggressive or, you know, off the charts. There, there's several flavors. You have a, yeah, it's a scary disease because, because not many people understand it. So let's forget all about the general stuff about prostate cancer and assume everybody knows a little about it. Okay. okay. So how do you deal with it? You know, how do you deal with having prostate cancer? Well, most people you know, if it's not very advanced, you can have it removed or radiation. Those are two major ways. And John, you had both of those actually, right? Right. I had them in, and but but the beginning of it, is what I had with the shot, also yeah. is sort of. But that, that is something which everybody, whether it's stage uh, like mine was stage Pretty two or stage everybody. four, 
pretty much everybody starts with that. But then all of a sudden, and when why? you have stage four, well, you have that because it does one, it stops the 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 the, uh, the, the, the growth. growth, and it also it it does shrink the tumor to some extent. So it gets you prepped. It gets you prepped for either radiation or for surgery mm-hmm. and or surgery. Yes. Yeah. See, it's easier to get out if it's smaller, and it's easier to hit the target. If it's smaller, yeah. believe it or not, that right. sounds counterintuitive, but the tumors themselves will be smaller and not as much to hit. So that's right. good. Less radiation, the better. But there are people, like you say, that have advanced prostate cancer, stage four or metastatic prostate cancer. And what that means is it's throughout their body and you can't irradi- you can't use radiation and you can't use surgery because it would kill the patient. So and that's unluckily where I ended up. So, so if you're in that boat, the only thing, you can only do one thing. And that's called androgen deprivation therapy. And that's so that's a euphemism, right? It is. That's, that's a euphemism. Actually, you're not replacing anything. You're just leaving a void by getting that's rid it. of it. And uh, it, uh, basically, how long will this allow you to kind of live? Uh, Cancer-free a, or, or without yeah. growth, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, here's how that works. So if you deprive your body of androgen, and let's just be frank, that means no testosterone. Right. And the only way to have no testosterone is castration. And castration is either done chemically or surgically. But it means your body will not produce any testosterone. And under those conditions, your cancer will stop growing and with a little luck, start shrinking. And that's what you right. want. So. That is the antidote to it. And what happens is you end up living in a body that doesn't have any uh, male hormones. And that can, and that that can leads, be very scary. Right. That's, a, that's like you become a nothing burger because you just don't, you're not a, you're not a guy as, you, as we typically know it. But you're really right. not, it, it, it's, it's tough, I'm sure. Now, you, you know from experience. Yes. But when you yes. do that, how long? When you when you keep taking uh, and do that treatment, you, you obviously the side effects can be pretty dire. You've just given, you know, the, some of the worst. There's a lot yeah. of other stuff. But how long will that actually work in your favor? Because when you have advanced uh, stage four, it's not going to really. You're probably going to get what? Three, four Here's what years happens. out of that. Three to four years is what you get out of the initial uh, therapy. So if you either get an archaeectomy, which is a fancy way of saying castration, if you have your testicles removed, or if you take Lupron, which John referred to earlier, a shot, a Lupron shot, which stops your brain from, from communicating with your testicles and keeps, keeps them from producing testosterone. Either way, you're going to stop producing testosterone, and you're usually good for three to four years, but not everybody is. I lasted 18 months. That's what I got. Wow. That. Yeah, I was a so, little disappointed. That is. Yeah. I took I took one for the team. I lost my backup singers, and what did yeah. I get out of it? Eighteen months. So I was I was a little disappointed. So what do you do then? You have to go on another course of, of treatment that's called second generation ADT, again fancy fancy euphemisms. But these are chemicals that make for sure that you're not producing any form of androgen, not just testosterone, but of the other sneaky ones that your prostate cancer figures out a way to uh, use for growth. So it's, it's a scary situation. The big thing here is that people say, oh, so in other words, cancer feeds on testosterone. No, it's not like a plant. 
you know, or a rabbit. It, it, it doesn't eat anything. What it does is it needs to grow and repair itself. And it uh-huh. needs to be in an environment where it can do that. Like plants can't grow and repair themselves if there's no sunlight. Well, you know, testosterone and androtosterone and adrenal testosterone, those kinds of chemicals, they are sunlight for cancer. And take them away and the cancer basically can't repair itself. It can't repair itself. It shrinks and dies. So that's the good news. So you want to get in a situation where you're doing that. That's right. that's the. But well, what's news. the price you pay for that? Because typically, when you've already, you you we've you've had one set of these these type of drugs. All of a sudden, you've got to escalate it, and with that, probably comes even more complexity and more side effects. I would think. Side effects, and you are correct, John. You are correct about that. Here are some. Here are the side effects. Okay, this is just with basic, you know, frontline treatment, androgen deprivation therapy i.e. castration no libido or sexual ideation that seems pretty the first one seems obvious no libido yeah but no sexual ideation that's the one people don't anticipate what that means is you can't even think a dirty thought in my case i found that yeah i had now had about 20 percent of my time returned to me (laughs) i had a lot of spare time (laughs) because you don't know how much of your mind is involved in sexual ideation or other aggressive male behaviors, you know, mm. taking over the world and stuff like that. You know, it, there's a there's a lot of it goes on in your head. And when within 24 hours it stops completely, is frightening because you don't know who or what you are anymore. Now you feel like, as John said, a nothing burger. Not a good feeling. And right. so when I ended well. up in this boat, I immediately started doing research and saying, wow, there's this can't, they, I can't, I don't know how long I can do this. This is terrible, you know? Right. And I was in a lot of distress and stuff like that. And so I did a number of things to deal with it, but there's more side effects, believe it or not, John, hot flashes, bone loss, mm. osteoporosis, uh, body hair loss. Yeah. Within about a week, I didn't have any body hair, which was, I didn't have much to begin with, but what I had went, uh, fatigue, lethargy, no capacity for exercise. Now, fatigue and, and lethargy, if you're not, if you don't have any male hormones, you are going to lose a lot of your get up and go <laughs> more than one way. Don't think you're going to be a lump. It's not just a lump. It's your capacity for exercise goes away. In other words, you may want to exercise, but your body's not going to cooperate. Oh. You know, you're going to injure yourself. Chances are if you do any, any kind of exercise where you move around. So, you know, I injured myself several times trying to exercise. And finally, after a certain point, I just said, well, I just got to cut this way back and do what I can do. You know, so that's not a good situation to be in because without a certain amount of exercise, your body really goes to hell pretty quickly. Okay, then irregular sleep patterns. That's another one is that, you know, you wake up three o'clock in the morning. No one to play with. That's not fun. And then, you know, sleep at 11 o'clock. (laughs) <laughs> that's not good but either. there's got to be a happy you, you got to give a happy ending to this two takes you got to have something positive oh i'm not done with the side effects yet john oh please yeah, i'm getting a little dis- i'm getting a little depressed okay okay all, keep going keep going yeah. keep going but make get a strap good. of leather and bite on it or something okay <laughs> then there's, <laughs> there's there's depression <laughs> which is pretty obvious and atrophy all your muscles and your penis Uh-oh. no no atrophy no muscle tone 
Okay. Then I'm not done. There's two more good ones. Blood clots and edema. Your ankles oh. swell up, whereas Rose says you get cankles. Cankles. Thanks. Yeah, she's really sweet. Oh, so, and then yeah. last but not least, you are so unhappy, you do what? You eat. Oh, and you wait a minute. You don't exercise and you eat. That means you're going to gain weight. You look lumpy, yeah. plumpy, yeah. whatever. Then you get That's depressed. Then you overeat some more. Oh, and then your heart yeah. beats irregularly. And then well, you get diabetes or heart disease. That is, I hate to be so dire, but that is what ADT is all about. And it doesn't matter if it's the initial course of treatment or the secondary. These are the side effects. So what's the happy ending here, John? What do you think? Yeah, well, you know, the, the, the good news is that somewhere along the line, you realize that you needed to do something. So you got on a forum. Well, you got on, I did. Forum, I got on a forum. Form, and you learned that there were there was a rather obvious way to handle this, it seemed, but it wasn't something that was practiced. And that was the That's replacement right. therapy, which you are currently on. And maybe you can describe what that is and why it works now. And it's basically okay. a it gets you away from all those uh, much of, the, of of these uh, these side effects, you know, serious side effects. Yes. Yeah. So uh, okay, here's the deal: if your current hormones in your body are killing you then why not replace them with some other hormones? Because it's hard to live without hormones. I just kind of stated the case very, very baldly. It's difficult. You know, it's hard psychologically. And I didn't even cover the counseling problems and the identity problems people have when they're on ADT. They're severe. A guy wrote a book, um, Dr. Wassersag, and, and he has a, another, he has a co-author, and I'll put the link in the notes. Uh, in his, it is only about how to deal with ADT, how to survive it. And so this is a big deal and it's been largely unaddressed. And when you get these treatments from your doctor, you're given little or no warning what's gonna to happen to you. Oh yeah. Yeah, John knows that, I know that, and you know, one out of nine men know that. Well, it's on so, oncologists, what their, their responsibility is to save you from cancer. And if, you, and if you're alive, they've, they've accomplished their mission. They're succeeded. Okay, so what's the what's the magic bullet here? What's the silver silver bullet? Silver yeah. bullet is another hormone. So the other hormone wow. you have is estrogen, and you know male bodies do produce estrogen, by the way, just not very much of it. And female bodies produce testosterone, not very much of it. But the point is, is that both bodies will tolerate the other hormone. So not only will they tolerate it, but you can use estrogen as your primary hormone if you are a male. And what does this do? Here, here's what it does. It was, this was the only treatment at one time, right, John? Back in the it 1940s. It was the only treatment, but it had some side effects that you were- Terrible side cost. effects. And, mm -hmm. and as a result, it was put on the back burner. It wasn't used. Liver and heart. Yep. Yes. And then, then in the 1989s, yeah, then in 1989, they discovered you can give people hormones with patches. It's called transdermal estradiol or estrogen. And it turns out estradiol is the most important ingredient, the strongest ingredient in estrogen. There are three hormones, actually. It's like a cocktail. But estradiol is the one that does the trick for men wanting to undergo HRT in order to stop their cancer. So you use it with patches. And they started in the 2010s with this thing, and they used it 
as uh, ameliorating side effects. No more hot flashes, no more depression, you know, a few other things. So it was helpful to suppress side effects of other forms of ADT. Then they discovered, hey, what if we could use this just like we used to do it in the old days, but without the side effects from liver or heart because it's transdermal, couldn't we use this as a primary therapy for ADT? And yes, you can. There are a beautiful study just being published, 1,600 subjects in England, and uh, sure enough, you could do that. It's less expensive, requires less doctoring, and it's much more effective, and the side effects are there, but they're all very doable. In fact, very 50% modest. of our population, yeah, 50% of our population live with the side effects. Did you know that, John? No, I didn't. Yeah, the side effects for ADT with estradiol are what women experience every day. Sensitive breasts. Oh, that's a sensitive okay. breast, right? And yeah. uh, more tissue around the hips, softer skin, better sense of smell better hair there it is wow. hey there are your side could, effects good 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 one of those you said better hair could that help me i don't know how to say this <laughs> yeah. that, that's, I'm desperate. That's, that's, that's a stretch that's a that's yeah that, that's oh. that, that's a stretch beyond a stretch well a stretch, i'll tell you yeah. and here you are you have been doing this for a while i think one of the things we don't do, this isn't what you call the common thing, is because really there's there hasn't been a super extensive study, but there's been much in the way of anecdotal evidence that shows oh, yeah. that this has done you such great benefits because you're able, now you're not a nothing burger anymore, you're a something burger. Yes, you but you need to know how to deal with your new body because right. your body yeah. does change. But, yeah, you know, you're, the thing you're is, something, though. Then you got to deal with what yeah. something is. Oh, yeah. Yes. Very good. Well stated. So I, I anticipate there's going to be a book. Someone's going to write about this. How to deal with HRT as a prostate cancer patient. I'm right. sure there will be. Just like Wasserstein wrote the ADD book, uh, somebody's going to write the estradiol book. It's yes. going to happen, you know, because it, it's really not a big deal. But it is a big deal if you don't know what you're getting yourself into. And that's the problem right. with ADT. Also, people don't know what they're getting themselves into. And the doctors don't do a good job of explaining it. Neither do the nurses. Mostly because they don't really know. They can't imagine. So this is something that needs to be communicated by people who actually know what the hell they're talking about. Right. And, you know, people say, wow, Jerry, it sounds like this therapy is going to turn men into women. No. No, I'm still just a, man. a couple of the physical attributes is the, is the key exercise here. I think just a couple only only flesh and it's yeah. not that much flesh. So yeah. what's going to happen is, in other words, are you going to grow large breasts? No, they're, they're on the on the modest or small side. They are very sensitive, though. So you got to treat them right. You know, don't mm. go banging them around. Show them some respect. Yeah. Oh, you have to because it's very, very painful. And, you know, this is what every adolescent girl goes through. But we're men. We don't know about this stuff. So someone's going to have to teach us, right? Well, you know, the other day I was trying to sleep and I finally said to my wife, I said, I can't sleep. My breasts are driving me crazy. They itch and the nipples are driving me nuts. She didn't say a word. She just flipped over this, this tube of cream, body cream. She said, put this on. I did. Immediately gone. All the problems. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's all this stuff is simple, but someone's got to tell you, 
you aren't born knowing this stuff and it can't be transmitted magically you actually have to have a mentor of some sort so it's not that big a deal but i'll tell you what being alive and being a something is really good and i feel more like a man now than i do uh when i was castrated certainly i didn't feel like anything but i certainly don't feel like a woman i feel like a man and then my wife thinks i feel like a man good (laughs) <laughs> which reminds me <laughs> that, you know, the erogenous zones become reactivated. Your body doesn't care what hormone it is. It will react to having hormones. So you can enjoy sexual stimulation, sexual ideation, all those things that went away with ADT. You can. And with a few magic pills, you can enjoy more than that. Mm. Yeah. So there you have it. Hey, good. I'm glad you took. I'm glad you got off that dark path and got us back on a bright road there. That's very good. Well, you know, it's better better to stay alive than to die. But some forms of living are are not much to crow about. I have to say. And you have to you have to you have to deal. You have to deal. All right, dude. Are we ready for? We're ready for groaners. Got some groaners, and in fact, we got two groaners. I had to dig deep into the uh, groaner vault. And I came up with a couple, and here they are. Here's the first one. What unlawful action did the Energizer Bunny get arrested for? What unlawful action did the Energizer Bunny get arrested for? Um, It had something to do with currency. had something to do with currency. Well, actually, it... No? Nope. Nope. He got arrested for battery. Battery. Not assault, though. Just battery. I'm going to throw you a meatball. Here we go. What is a rabbit's favorite breakfast restaurant? Uh, oh, no. Uh, I don't got uh, nothing. Okay. I nothing. I hop. I still think of that as the International House of Pancakes. Good God. Sorry. Okay. I'm All sorry. right. I tried. Oh, well. Week, John. There's always next week.